Welcome to Fiction to Function. I'm Sean Melton. I am Seth Melton. I'm John Allen. Gregory. Nice. Very good. Off to a, off to a great start. I hate these intros so much. I don't like them either. That's my first know, my like first New Year's resolution is to be honest about how I don't like saying this intro. Well, I hate my introduction to anybody because of my first and middle name, and but like not wanting to be just John. But I've always been John Allen my whole life. Yeah. Because your family is you're John Allen the th- John Greg John Allen Gregory the third the third yeah yeah so yeah so John Allen is good long Christian name yeah your family says don't say Christian I'm just kidding your 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 bookend at um that's a that's that's an inside joke for the that's a that's a no one I don't know what they're called an end joke. I've heard another term for him. Anyhow, whatever the case. Yeah, I don't like I, I don't. I don't like doing this intro. Inside joke. I hate doing this intro. And I would like to find another one, but this is... I don't know. This we're, is what we have right We're now. letting our... Alright, well, join me in this, guys, right? We're letting our hair down. It's 2019. <laughs> yeah. And so, it's 2020. It's the future. Yeah. It's... We're past Blade Runner. Yeah. The first one. We're... Uh, we're now in the, the, top, the space in between... Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049 but it's the and future 2020 means that's different right yeah yeah no Star Wars is the past no but I'm saying yeah okay yeah sorry anyhow <laughs> I just wanted to start talking about Star Wars sorry we're t- we're yeah so we're we're back from uh an incredibly long hiatus in which yeah, one that we didn't think we'd survive one, I didn't think one we didn't think we were taking or yeah <laughs> okay in which I don't know what have you been up to yeah no I had a kid yeah I mean uh which we uh, yeah we are we already went through that did we yeah it was like six months ago yeah but cause I I, I thought figured that out with John uh yesterday when we were talking that we addressed it that you yeah we, yeah because it was with Newcomb Josh okay. Newcomb okay remember we yeah. were recording Josh Newcomb sure and we were doing the Jerry Maguire episode and then her water broke and yep so that's right that but, you, but your child now has a personality oh yes yeah, she's adulting. full of character yeah so there's that you're you've you've I wasted four years going to school, and now I'm done with that. Yeah. Based on my life. Yeah, nice. And I have, Follow your dreams. I have a wonderful, beautiful girlfriend. So that's been oh. highlights of my last ten years. It's cool. That's cool. You have a girlfriend. I have a wife. <laughs> so that's where. That's not. This is all. This has all happened since we've left. Yeah. We gained a whole lot, and we lost a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we just kept paying for the the domain. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, leaving a life support, trying to resurrect it now, and wondering if we're going to come back. Yeah, know. trying, trying to come back from it, and yeah. so all you can donate on our page to. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is it's it, it. Really, just I think more than anything else was just like a lot of air got. Well, there was a lot going on. Let's be honest. Yeah, like yeah. We, like there was, no, there was a ton we just listed yeah. a lot. So there's a lot that was going on, and then we also wanted to get everything right, and then now we're kind of sitting here looking at this and wondering if we're. If we just need to follow our hearts, if the answer's been, yeah, if, if the answer's been right in front of our face all along, like your best friend from high school, but you never thought of her in that way, but wait, she has always been here, and for us, it's just having a conversation. So, in this first episode back, 
we're going to kind of... Uh, I guess this is... Do, do, I don't know if we called it our Oscar episode last year. We did a, a pseudo-Oscar episode, which that's mind-blowing. That means we've been recording for oh, a year, right? Yes. Yeah. But we haven't recorded for half that time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But last year, we did... And I can't remember if it was called an Oscar episode. Um, mm-hmm. Doing literally 30 seconds of research would allow me to open that up. Like, to, to, to you know, figure out the accurate... The... the uh, the accuracy of the history of my own podcast, but I'm too too la- entirely yeah. too lazy to do that right now. So I can't remember if it was <laughs> an Oscar episode or anyways. Yeah, it was. But but whatever the case, it was it was about the, the year of best yes. films and yada yeah. yada yada. And I think a lot of us got the wind knocked out of us real good by the the Green Book win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was doing a crossword puzzle over Christmas with my wife's family. Yeah. And it was. Uh, one of them was 2019 Best Picture winner. And I just sat there and stared at it. And I was like, what was it? And I started looking with all the letters that added up to it. I was like, is it Green Book? Did Green Book? Did I like? I had like forgotten that Green Book won. Yeah, and honestly, I, I did. I thought, I, I forgot and thought it was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, no, that's another, that was another travesty. Is that yeah, because it... Rami Malek won Best Actor. Jeez. Yeah. So we were all like, we're done. We swore off the Oscars, <laughs> and, yeah. then we, and then film came back the next year with like one of what's what's been really one of the best films in recent memory. Yeah, it's been a really good it's been one. Very good. Yeah. So I think we're gonna kind of talk about 2019, um, and and uh, look back on that and talk about the ways that film. Because I mean, we've still been fiction functioning in our individual lives. We just haven't been talking to no, yeah. talking to. The dead, the dead space, the dead air about it. Yeah. Um, so with that, we're I don't know where I don't, I don't know where we want to start. Let's do this. Couple things that happened last year in terms of film. Okay, so mm-hmm. for one, uh, we're we're done with what is now dubbed the Infinity Saga. Yeah. So that's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like that. Yes. Yeah, no, I know. I yeah, I thought that you did a phenomenal job. Uh, in, in ending that time period, I don't know because they're still going. Yeah, but but it does um, feel like if you had to walk away from it now, you could. Yeah, which is I know a lot of people feel that way. A lot yeah. of people feel like they've been on the ropes for a while, really hoping that like as long as they wrap this up, if yeah. after this they somehow drop the ball. Yeah, like at least a resounding have. thud. Like I don't know other. Uh, intellectual properties they've purchased that will remain unnamed in this at this moment yeah <laughs> yeah which can't really remain it's unnamed dumb. because what, what else happened yeah. in 2019 yeah what else happened the in 2019 well the saga finished what, what did Star Wars yeah, yeah. Star Wars, I, yeah. I didn't even watch it so yeah <laughs> other than I, well yeah we haven't none of us in, oh you did you saw yeah, it yeah I saw it yeah we didn't see it though. I got my fix from the Mandalorian yeah yeah which was very, very good. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, should, I guess I should say this right now, kind of like as like a, putting as like a blanket statement, we're not going to spoil anything we talk about too badly. Mm-hmm. I want to spoil Star Wars by just telling you like the very first like line of the opening scroll, because you guys all know I everything. feel like we can spoil it. I feel like a lot of people know. You're right. Star Wars, we're going to spoil. <laughs> and it got spoiled. We'll tell you it got spoiled long before ago. it even came out. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It the got dead spoiled. Speak. It, the dead speak. It, it got spoiled the moment that um, it got spoiled the moment that they decided to stick three different directors on it and say, "Hey, yeah. figure out what you guys got and we'll uh-huh. work it out." Yeah. So whatever. I don't know. So, 
Well, are you going to spoil it? Or yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to say, just to, to finish the wrapping up, that, uh, yeah, I don't want... Because on episodes like this, when we're like, let's talk about an entire year, um, especially when we've been you know, gone for so long, and, and again, you know, because I, I know we were in the middle of the Enneagram series, and yeah. we intend to get back, you know, into all of that. But for now, since this episode is going to encompass a lot of banter about mm-hmm. 2019, I think that it's a really good idea to... Uh, I, I don't want somebody to, to have not seen two movies and not be able to listen to this. So we'll let you know if we're going to spoil that. I am going to spoil Star Wars. And, I mean, it, Emperor Palpatine's, like, alive. That's the... That's the but he's in the trailers. He's in the trailers, but if you didn't see the trailers, so a friend of ours, and, and it's actually really great, our cousin, Caleb, went to see the movie and was like, I just keep thinking, what if you didn't even see the trailer? How blindsided would you be? Well, our friend... Ty, him and his wife decided like like they 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 stay away from trailers. They don't watch trailers, okay. which is interesting. So yeah. like, we want to go in and see whatever it is off the cuff. Well, he said the first scroll opens because that's the first thing. It says like the dead speak, Emperor Palpatine's back, and it's like the first thing. And it's yeah. the worst written scroll of any of the movies yeah. by far. I think yeah. it's the worst movie of any it's of the movies by far. Yeah. It's it's oh so bad. And I feel bad for J.J. Abrams. I don't want to just dunk on it. Oh, he, said, he, turned, he said he and his wife turned to each other and they just went, what? Yeah. Which is the <laughs> only appropriate response. You see him five minutes in. Yeah. You Five minutes in, you see him. Yeah. Jeez. And he's just like sitting there, you're, you know, and, and you, he's doing his nasty old man bit that he's, you know, been famous for for, what, six of the eight movies? Yeah. And it's just, it was awful, man. And it's 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 such a cluster cuss. I remember I was in such like a stage of, I was in such a, a state of whiplash for the first, like, I remember being like 15 minutes in and being like, wow, this has been a very chaotic 15 minutes. And it was like a very chaotic half hour. And very, I'm not kidding you. And yeah. It was a very chaotic hour. And I was like, nothing has happened. Nothing really. Yeah. It's just been like, let's jump through light speed away from the emperor who's back now. Bad grandpa. And yeah, yeah, and 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 here's further spoiling. If you but it's like Ray's grandpa. Palpatine's. Right. Yeah, Ray was Palpatine because they wanted to undo all that because they were trying to please everybody, which was the wrong step to take, regardless of how you feel about Last Jedi. So it was. It's all just a nightmare. But what do we know? But what do we know? We're just crazy. Yeah. Loyal. Star Wars fanboys. Yeah, you're just a toxic, toxic. All you are is a toxic, you know, individual who cares too much about a series for children. But Rise Skywalker is bad. It's really bad. So that yeah. sucked. But yeah. uh, Infinity War was great. It was, yeah. It was really good. It made me very sad. There's a lot we could take from that alone. I think if you wanted to talk about it. Did we ever do one on the MCU? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All of it, yeah. <laughs> All of it. Yeah. Did we do? We did it after that. That was before though. Endgame was it? Yeah. Or was it? Yeah. It was. Um, I don't remember. Oh yeah. Was, but we did all of it. We did each. But did we did we did do Endgame? So it oh yeah, it was Endgame. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. You're gonna get a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we did do Endgame. <laughs> sorry, if this is your first episode. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but it's also low key ours. Yeah. It's our first episode is new people as a father. Well, no. He's a husband. I can't say that, yeah. Well, I can say as a husband. Yeah. As an actual, as a father who actually knows what he's somewhat doing, I guess. Yeah, sure. And yours is uh, a graduate. graduate. Yeah. 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 So we all know more than we once did. <laughs> We've all grown as people. 
and we all are, are on a Learn path to self betterment. Yeah. 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 Well, and really, we all twenty twenty is about you know it's the future now, guys. Yeah. So this is the future of the podcast. Right. So if you if you don't like this, then you can get the hell out. Well, <laughs> no. anyways, here we are. Yeah. Uh, so. so let's see. All right. So now talking about um, well, let's see. What's a good place to start? Hmm. John. What was your favorite? Well, let's talk about the Mandalorian. That's that's the yeah. first thing. Did you haven't seen it? No, I have. Yes. you've seen all of it. I've seen all of it. And you like it? Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, yeah it's very good. I think it's I think it's the best thing that they've done. Actually, yeah, probably apart from the original trilogy, I think it's my favorite thing they've done. I th- it's mine as well. I feel yeah. what we said when we were yeah. watching. I said I felt like it was a dream come true. Yeah, it really does. And I think that I was always me and you and I have talked about this a lot, Seth. Because so my favorite growing up was Han Solo. Yeah. And so I always the Jedi's and all that were awesome. I, I actually when I was a kid actually I thought that the Phantom Menace, the way if for no other reason than the fact that the Jedi's were jumping like all over the place with the lightsabers. Yeah. Like I felt I like I was like oh Jedi's a little bit more exciting than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. But I, that just wasn't he you know, like Luke was your guy right John right, but it still is. And your guys call of, of any of the heroes, probably, right? Because your guys yeah, were the Ewoks uh, and Chewie. Chewbacca. I just always... I mean, I always would have picked a blaster over a lightsaber. Yeah. And still will. <laughs> so. Well, and so I think that that's the, the... That's kind of one of... What I really liked... Well, first of all, is just put John Favreau in charge of whatever you're doing. Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, at this point. Just save Disney, John. Yeah. You are. Yeah. 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 You're our only hope. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he he really has he's, how many of the Marvel movies did he do? He did Iron Man, he did Iron Man one and two. That was it? Yeah. I think he was involved in well, well, clearly, he clearly, in that. Yeah, but then but then he yeah. doesn't have any other like yeah. production. Yeah, yeah. Or, okay. In terms of direct yeah, I I think Seth's right. I think that he was there kind of trying to like help yeah. formulate the thing. But Joss Whedon was the first person to kinda of take the reins and then he got I can't remember what. But Iron Man's the technically the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Cool. Iron Man was the first movie. It was supposed to be a wash, like. Yeah, yeah they, I loved that movie when it first came out. No, it's a really good movie, and it's got it's one of the, got one of the higher like re- scores on like Metacritic, and the movie itself is actually, uh, yeah, it would. They really thought it was going to kind of be a rough one because my understanding was they didn't have a lot of the script together. Yeah. And so he was essentially like, I'm going to have, like, I'm just going to have to ad lib stuff and then have these like rockets. So I had like these. He had like a tent poles of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, it, it, it was, that was my, uh, uh, sorry if you just sort of, uh, uh, we don't care anymore, drive by, editing, but we're done. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going through this one take, one take, yeah. no edits. Yeah. Um, but Honestly, he, he kind of, with it. don't stop listening if you care. Yeah, yeah. We're well, like, what do you expect from <laughs> us? A race point. car was driving. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I was going to make a really bad joke, but like, that was like Tony Stark. It was really bad. <laughs> As long as, we're, as long as we're all being, as long as we're all being honest, I was like, "Until here he comes, right off with his own Iron Man suit." <laughs> yeah. Anyways, he, but yeah, so he was he had these temples of an idea, and it wound up like just working. I think largely because John Favreau knows how to do heart, and John yeah. Favreau knows how to do humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he built the character on those, you know, finer points. And I think Joss Whedon was a net great next person to take it, and then obviously the Russo brothers have just, you know. Product home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mandalorian was phenomenal. Yeah, I loved it. Um, so. 
I think that... Go ahead. No, I, I, I'm, I'm impressed by how much it feels like the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that... It, yeah, this it, Mandalorian's proof that the Star Wars movies can be good and that they should have been better. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Because people... Because I've, I've talked to so many people and it's... They make it a thing of, like... They, they pull arguments like the original trilogy is of the past and you're just nostalgic about it and you can't move on and nothing will ever be good enough for you and I just I just disagree I think yeah. that, I think that Star Wars is uh, a world and realm of opportunity that man, like Mandalorian it proved that like you're able to take these elements and you're able to take the the heart of Star Wars and the characters and the weapons and the, and the ships and it's like you can make it a good story and you can make it compelling still like the original trilogy was and is well and here and granted I uh, you know not to exhaust it too much but it's so frustrating because there's not a franchise that's out there that could be so explored which this is what the Mandalorian did which is why it's yeah. succeeding it's like yeah. uh, there's so much to explore in Star Wars why are we not doing that yeah like it's so mind boggling to me that, yeah. they, that they didn't like once this is the first thing that we're ever going to get ever getting that's going into like the nitty gritty aspects of smuggling and that's why I brought well, up Han Solo and all that because yeah. I was always interested in it's that like everyone like had to like get like get their full on Firefly for yeah. that that yeah. aspect of yeah this of space you yeah know? um and yeah I've, I've thought that for a while and, and this is starting to do that and it, it's such a rich um Franchise that you I'm know, like, what do you guys do? Disney, what did you do? You know, you said you said you talked about Firefly. You know, Serenity. I uh, Serenity came out like during the Star Wars films, the 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 prequels. Mm-hmm. At some point in the know. mix of them, I think maybe okay. around uh, Revenge and stuff. And um, I remember reading a review where because it, it got you know it, it did pretty well critically, which I mean that's a fantastic film, anyways. If only because it's it's the the. It's it's always so interesting to me Joss Whedon's ability and, and I don't think a better I can't think of a better example than than Serenity, uh, than to take, say okay if you haven't seen the show, this film is, it works by itself, and if you have seen the show it's enhanced that much more yeah um but the they they actually praised the show because they said everything that's lacking in like these prequels is is here and I think yeah. a lot of it comes down to heart. Yeah, which is uh, something I said about the Star Wars. You know, like this is. I don't want to spend too much time on Star Wars, but because um, I've spent so many hours, you guys. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I've spent so many. I went to. I have gone to sleep too late. Like I've missed, genuinely missed sleep. Like I should have went to sleep two hours earlier, yeah. and I didn't because I was arguing about Star Wars. Yeah. Specifically, like the new trilogy. Yeah. And I'm so tired of it. I know. But I think that. Um, to be gracious to each trilogy, I think that the the prequel trilogy tried to bring politics in, yeah, in in a way that was interesting, and, and I, I think that some of it, in terms of its larger beats, are interesting. I think the con uh, conceptually, yeah. it's got some really interesting elements that I, I really do like actually. Yeah. The way that the Republic evolved into the Empire, mm-hmm. and the whole you know this is how democracy ends or whatever it is, whatever the quote is, you know, with applause. Uh, it's it, it's a really there's a lot of interesting things in there. It's just it's executed poorly. Yeah. And I think what's 
Conversely, this new trilogy. Conversely, the new trilogy, you know, the old trilogy, uh, the the yeah, prequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prequels yeah. brought in all that yeah. element, you know, yeah. the Chancellor, and then people right. were even upset because we were listening to boardrooms and trade federation deals and things like that. Yeah. And then the new trilogy, I think, tried to expand on the. Um, to, to be honest, like even on like the spirituality, like on the, the there's there was a the 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 mythology and the like these kind of more um, philosophical ideas that really try to kind of break down like you saw a lot of that like even then there's the, the, this is a whole conversation for another time but like that was part of I think the whole breakdown in Last Jedi is it's like do you agree what it says do you disagree with what it says is it really saying anything does it just want to kind of crush your dreams and I think that in the new trilogy if there is a through line mostly I think that they were kind of trying to explore some of those more um, intricate ideas but they did it in such a meta way that it it broke down from within and so it again the execution was just a nightmare well, especially for, i think for the new trilogy uh, i think there's yeah. interesting concepts well the bottom line is the first move the first force awakens yeah so, yeah that one's not that bad yeah it's not that bad no i, I, I only pause because when yeah. i first when, when 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 i first saw it i yeah. didn't like it and i saw it yeah. again and I, it grew on me because i was like this if this is an interesting okay. launching point this could be very good yeah i didn't have much of an issue with it and i actually liked it more that i i didn't know, like han dying yeah that know, was stuff very like that sad. uh but but it's like oh what are they going to do with it? it was it was intriguing enough but no ryan ryan johnson just pounded <laughs> and kept pounding. Well, and that's that. That's a diff. And that's what I'm saying. That's why. That's <laughs> why. I'm, selfish. That's why I really. That's why I really don't want to go into too much because I think that well, there's like <laughs> Ryan Johnson is to blame, and everyone knows that. I think yeah, but I think but but when it's atrocious. But the the, the thing that's that. hard is is for me when I take a look at it and I I say like. So my favorite like my favorite quote from like the entire prequels trilogy or sorry from the entire sequel trilogy is is in Last Jedi. Which is where Yoda is talking to Luke, and he says, um, "Well, first of all, just that whole scene in general, because he comes back and is like, what are you doing? Why are you always like this? Like mm-hmm. you're never, you need to, you're still not learning these lessons.' Yeah. Which I mean, who can't relate to? Like mm-hmm. you're older, you're wiser now, and you're still doing that same stupid thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you're a father, right? Yeah. How many times have you, or even like you've been married for a couple, a few years? Yeah. yeah. How many times are you like still? I'm gonna get caught in this like yeah. stupid cycle. Yeah. I know it happens to me." Sure. And so it's like, and some of it's like crap I was dealing with in high school. It's no, like, what's, no, what's, no. what is actually wrong with me that I'm still dealing with a problem I was dealing with in high school? Or something brings me back to that mm-hmm. same sort of emotional reaction or response. And and I think that it was, um, for for me, I having Yoda come and kind of, you know, bonk him on the head again was nice. And then a specific, the specific quote is when he says, uh, we are what they grow beyond, and such is the something like the lot for all you know masters. Is it's like we are trying to teach them to be more than we were. That's our life. That's what it is to try to chain train someone and have them be your apprentice. And I think that that was a really valuable lesson. And I think there are valuable lessons that if they made sense in their own narrative and in, 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 or in the larger narrative could have worked really well but they you know they didn't because it's I, I, I maybe that's a diamond in the rough but we don't know it's but regardless regardless that, that, and even and even J.J. Abrams I do want to I, th- I think I, I feel bad for him I don't think he's like a bad director I understand the task of the no, setup what before would you do this. yeah um, and it, but it's just it just is bad yeah. but 
Anyways, What's yeah. missing is that middle trilogy, the, by which I mean the first one, four through uh, six, um, is all is heart. Mm-hmm. That's what that's about. And Mandalorian really does bring that back in spades, which yeah. is really nice. Yeah. So, anyhow, that's a little bit about that. Uh, so, in terms of films, um, I want to talk about... What do I want to talk about? Um, well, let's do this. We'll work. Let's work backwards. And if okay. you guys think that if if you guys want to stop me and, and disrupt this train of thought and find something more interesting, please by all means do. But let's work backwards. So Academy Award nominations. Yeah. Better than last year, but the films in this year are. It's a really good year. So somehow, there's still and there's always going to be snubs. I know that, but like there's yeah, like this, this one's this, heavy though. This one feels kind of heavy. Yeah. Um, which is saying a lot because I I have a feeling mm-hmm. that what's going to win is what I think should win of all the films this year. And I'm guessing you think the same. What do you feel like going to win? Um, I, I don't know. say that yet. Okay. All right. All right. Well, not, yeah. What what what, what does it matter? I don't think it, no, um, I I I think that. I think that what may very well win and what I kind of think should win is uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I would love it if that won. What do you think is going to win? I don't know. I haven't thought about it enough. What do you think should win? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You? No, I don't. What, what are the movies? I don't even know. So, so uh, the films that are up for Best Picture nominee, because nominee, we mm-hmm. oh, we'll get into actors all that. Um, there is Ford vs. Ferrari. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. This is for what? This is for 2020. No, but best, best picture? picture. Best picture nominees. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know some of those were out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We don't have uncut gems. <laughs> we don't have uncut gems. So that's the first like big snub out of the way, and, I, and not just for best picture. If you're not going to do that, fine. I understand like it's like kind of grimy, and like a twenty four. I feel like is still trying to kind of carve their space in the world, which is weird. Yeah. Um, we were talking about this last night about how it's like what level does marketing and paying for your film to do better get you the Oscar? That's a yeah. That's a disheartening conversation to have, and the Oscars aren't everything. No. Um, but all the same, it is. It's. It, I mean, it's a bummer that that he wasn't nominated for best actor. Yeah, it was. Uh, he's really kind of, and, and he's proven himself before. Between like Punch Drunk Love's the the famous example, but it's great. I mean, I think he's really good in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if anything, it's just it's a bummer when any uh, movie or actor gets snubbed when when like it's more than just getting an award award, but it's also like affecting their future and their career and opportunities for better films and uh you know yeah because you know at the end of the day the oscars uh they're they've been kind of on a downward slope for the past i would say four or five years now absolutely definitely so it's, it's more than just a celebration of what they what they've done but of like you know supporting them and like helping launch them into something new yeah and that's that's yeah it's a it's a well, that's why I kind of hate what the Oscars is and has become. Like, I, I just feel like it's not fair, you know? Yeah. To some extent, like, and I hate to be this guy, but I'm like, how do you even, like, reward art 
sometimes it's a hard question to yeah it you know. it is it's a very difficult it's the barometer for for which like it's it, it's it's very tricky and in some ways it's very arbitrary because it's not to say that like for okay for example um I think that I'm team. Well, first, where do you do? You, do you have one that you kind of will hope wins from what you've seen, John? Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I mean, you know, I I think my heart honestly is like I would love to see Greta Gerwig win. I don't think that she will. I definitely don't think that she's gonna win, but she's who I want to win because I I have a special thing for her, and I just I think that she's really talented. And I think, you know, like... Best the, Picture, though. Little Women. Well, That's what I mean, you're saying. Well, I guess she, if she wins Best Screenplay, because she's not me for that, right? I think she, she better is. Been, but, yeah, I think she is. But, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that... I do think that Tarantino deserves it for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Oscars chose that film. I would not be in the least bit surprised if the Academy did that, but... Well, so... And in, in back to to your point, mm-hmm. Seth, about how it's like art, it's it, it, it being so subjective, and it's like, there's a world where Parasite deserves to win. Like, it's like, yeah, Parasite's a, what I was gonna which say, probably but. would be my choice if I had, if I'd seen it, but I had not seen it yet. So. Yeah, so we won't spoil it. Well, I think we're supposed to watch it, John's in town sure. visiting here, so we're supposed to watch it together. Yeah. Um... But it's, yeah, you know, like, I'm, I'm sitting here taking a look at the best picture winners from the last few years, and it is hard, because some of these, I mean, a lot of these I like a lot, they weren't, when, the last one that would probably be my pick to have won is actually Argo. I really did like Argo. I'd have to see what that was up against again. Um, but Green Book won last year, um, when my personal choice was Far Roma, which I think is an absolute masterpiece by Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah. And, and... Green Book one. Before that was Shape of Water, which I intellectually like understand, mm-hmm. but Lady Bird was without a doubt my favorite film that year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Moonlight one, which is really good. Yeah. My favorite film that year was Manchester by the Sea. So it's like you know it it, it it's I know they've been kind of on a weird streak for a while. And it's I don't know. Well. Again, art subjective. It's, so I don't know it what is it, not only that. I think that like the Oscars is like trying to find its way through an evolving world. You know what I mean? Like sure. I, I don't. I think television is doing that. So, I, I I don't know what the future of the Oscars looks like. But even the, I, the idea of like the Joker being up, it's like, yeah, it's kind of odd. Yeah, I I think that. I don't, you know, I don't know that much about the Academy, and I don't really know that much about how the Oscars works behind the scenes, but mm-hmm. it, it does feel like they're losing their, um, their, like, their grit. Yeah, I guess you could say their grit, but I, I, it's, it's like they, they don't, they don't have any discernment anymore, and then, like, I, I think that they're less open to, I don't know. I mean, not. I don't want to jump into this like uh, issue of like bringing in a recognition for for foreign films, but I mean, we can talk about that. But I'm not. I don't want to make this thing of like the Oscars are like nationalists and they're only able to like nominate American movies or something. I mean, they have like a foreign film category. We know that. And, like, yes. But I, I think that 
I do think that they're starting to be a little bit outdated in their choice for films and their ability because like Green Book is indicative of this like Green Book is like the American like stereotypical kind oh of like God. conventional story it's it's so much so it's that like it's your, your parents are going to love this movie it's, yeah yeah yeah, and so like that's I feel like that's indicative enough that the Oscars is losing their, yeah, their bite, their or their ability to be able to discern like what is the best thing that we have to 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 show to offer right now to the world with when it comes to like film. Yeah. Well, as you said, like I, I know you made this point, but I'm like, there's the the, the voting structure is very tricky. Um, there's even the whole conversation about like art, like that 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 gets really hard because like then you're talking about like. The, the director, actually, of um, Parasite, uh, Bong Joon-ho, like, he, 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 his speech at the Golden Globes was, like, it's just, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. But I, it's, like, one, every so often, you know, you'll get one of those speeches where you're, like, I'll remember this. That was excellent. And I love, he's, he's like, once you, once you cross the barrier, uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he's, he's, like, once you get through the, once you get past the barrier, the one like, barrier, right? yeah, yeah. The one inch of the barrier that separate that uh, of subtitles yeah. that separates you from like foreign film, you'll under like you'll be open to like a whole new world. And and I've over the last like ten years, I've really for myself come to find how true that is. Taste that, yeah, me too. yeah, and be like, oh my gosh, like there's mm-hmm. there yeah. some of the very best films you will ever see. And like you're sitting here, if you're if you've watched, and I I would encourage this hugely to if, if there happens to be anybody listening who feels like they've kind of depleted like. You know, like, oh, I've seen, like, you know, Kramer vs. Kramer, and I've seen The Godfather, and I've seen, I don't care, whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've seen The Graduate. I'm up to date. Yeah. I'm up to date. Yeah. And you feel like you're, like, there's nowhere left for you to go, and now you're, like, sitting here, like, you know, checking out, whatever, Todd Phillips, like, back collection, another Best Picture nominee. <laughs> director nominee director but like it's like uh-huh. if you take that like it's if, if you're in that place like go check out like Andrei Tarkovsky go check out Ingmar Bergman yeah there's so much out there that's just amazing yeah um, anyways but all that be said I understand that, that that opens the pool up like like substantially and that that gets really difficult like I remember when they made the decision to up the nominees to like 9 or 10 movies a year or whatever it was like there, excuse me. There was a lot of people who were saying that that's just too much, and I understand that. Argument. So I, I know it's tricky. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is, and I'll, you know, without getting into great uh, lengths with it, I, uh, I'm not even too upset like the Joker is. Uh, yeah, personally, I'm not uh, either. No, uh, but <laughs> I think I've said this on the podcast before. Um, but like superhero movies are really hard to not take serious because I I, I uh, absolutely do not agree with that statement um, because I take I take comics very serious in my life I you know I feel like it's modern day mythology you know yeah, it is it's profoundly deep but uh, with that being said and I felt like the Joker was like in a lot of ways and I, I you know I I've, I've talked about that in pretty great lengths with you guys. Um, but so so yeah, it doesn't even bother me that it's it's up, but it's 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 what's not up. Yeah, exactly. You know that's that's the problem. It's like I like I don't understand why uh, why uh, uncut gems. Yeah, like what what, what yeah, <laughs> why is that not up? 
Yeah, I just don't get it. Like even it being grimy, I'm like, really? It's not, well, uh, I don't mean that. That's that, that. I don't mean that as a problem. Like, but I but I do think that there might be an edge. Like like I said, uh, and again, I'd have to take a look into the back catalog here a little bit. But I'm like, I think A24 has had they're they're in an interesting spot because they've they've they put out so many interest like like really great films. It's yeah, like my favorite. One of my favorites over the last couple of years was First Reformed. I love that film. And yeah. They recall it being really up for... Maybe it was up for like one thing. Maybe yeah, it was up one for thing. maybe one. Maybe I think Best s- Actor, maybe. No, I don't no. think that. I think it was uh, Cinematography, maybe? Best Original Screenplay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think that in general, what's annoying with the, with the Oscars is the politics. And I know that that... But it's like, you know, the campaigning that happens and That's stuff like saying. that. And I've said that forever where I'm like, I don't understand why we kind of take it as serious as we do. Right. But they do. Everyone does. You know, it's like... Yeah. But is it honestly a true uh, score of what is the best? You know, and yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think it is. No. Well, I think that... No, and I don't think... I, the greatest service the Oscars... Are f- like what where I will always be grateful for the Oscars, and I will always look forward to this time of year is because it, it does promote. I mean, there is there is like a art film portion of the year, and it's my favorite part of the year for film. Yeah. Um, as much as I enjoy the blockbusters and the Marvel movies and things like that, and I I, I like, yeah. again I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got like, you know, on my desk at work, I have a Captain America figure and a Boba Fett figure. So it's like I love it, okay. Yeah, but yeah. but but there's something special. Like it, it nothing's like art. Like like the like the award season pictures for me. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, I like that there's like an active conversation happening around this time of year about film, in regards yeah. to like. And this kind of goes into the whole fiction to function thing. If we can get like serious about it, like for like a second, is it's like. It really gives you a time and a, and a taste to be able to like. Uh, to explore new and interesting things and, and there's a, you'll find a lot of unexpected things happening in film hopefully around that time of the year and you find people more talkative to, you know we've Seth I think we talked about it last year but it's like you know the Oscars were always a big deal in our household we'd all like sit around and watch it mm-hmm. and, and for obviously most like for the first like half of my life like I didn't have a frame of reference for a lot of things I was seeing if only because like I was they were too um explicit for me to uh, for us to be allowed to see yeah. but as it started happening I'm like it was always just so exciting and it still is exciting for me because i get to have these sorts it of conversations is, is with me. not just with you yeah. guys but with like pedestrian well that yeah. sounds like so pretentious you know what i mean but you know what i mean <laughs> citizens yeah it was, well as i say with like with like um common folk <laughs> with um with with laypersons jeez you guys <laughs> It Dozens. Allows, it allows <laughs> of the Palm Beach County. It allows me to have. It allows me to have this conversation with more casual down. moviegoers. Yeah. yeah. Who are like? Because how many times have you been told in your life like, I've never even heard of this movie, and it won. And it's like as you got older, you're like, yeah, but like there's a reason, and it's like maybe you should go explore more art. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Well, and the the response to that is like, then this isn't for you. Sure. Like, why do you care what wins if like you go see like four movies a year? Yeah, that's what gets frustrating with that argument. But that's what's frustrating with the Oscars. I think they're trying to be relevant, so they put things up there that are, you know, 
relevant and it's like what which is relevant to the common public but it's like that's not fair which is wild because it's like okay so let's even take the last two years yeah because moonlight came out Mm -hmm. and here's a film about like you know an independent film for all intents and purposes right in terms of like your average person um, who's going to go your average moviegoer. Here's a film with nobody who most of you have probably heard of as an actor, um, a director that most of you have never heard of, and it's about um, a homosexual African-American male like growing up in Miami, right? Okay, right. And it's like, okay, so here's a very specialized... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Here's a very... It, it, it's it's it it really kind of reached for something more than what the standard Oscars were. Like a lot of people thought it was gonna go to La La Land that year because they're like Hollywood loves celebrating did. itself, which they do. Yeah. And I think La La Land was amazing. Yeah. But this film, here comes this film, who's kind of like this wouldn't be the typical choice necessarily, yeah. and it won Best Picture. Yeah. And that you know famous mix up. Right. But it was, and and you go okay, so wow, they're growing. Yeah. And the next year they turn around. And do like a paint by numbers racist racism movie mm-hmm. that's a feel good picture directed by the same director as Dumb and Dumber. And this is <laughs> the bigger travesty because like best picture that hurts. You know what hurts worse? You talking about Gre- Greta Gerwig? Yeah, yeah. It so, it be it. So Green my... Book Green Book won best screenplay yeah. over Lady Bird, right, right, and over th- three other nominees. That's so upsetting. So my question, my question then, off of those two years specifically being back to back, is like, do they really get it, or did it look like they got it for a second? And, and my point is, is I'm like, I think they're trying to be politically correct and doing making decisions that they do. Yeah, and you know what? Going back to this, this is uh, I was thinking about this last night when I knew that we were going to kind of is uh, I was like mentally preparing for yeah. this conversation here is and again this kind of goes back to the fiction to function like mindset of like fiction mattering for you is that I do like on one hand I'm really happy with what film has done in terms of like if you disagree with something politically and there's obviously there's a happy medium to this because it can become just berating and like uh, contrived and and just mm-hmm. become like white noise but I do think it's interesting that if you disagree with things socially let's say socially yeah Art can be an answer to that. It can be a platform to present that. And I think that that's really cool, and I really respect that. However, mm-hmm. I also have missed going to the movies, and this is one of the things I think is the most exciting about this year. I've missed going to the movies and not kind of knowing what I'm about to watch. Yeah. And that's not to say it's all the time, but there's a lot of films who it's like, when I go see this, I know the sort of, like, beats that this wants to hit and the agenda that it wants to like or the narrative that it wants to reinforce. Yeah. Um, and many times it's... A, uh, bio, absolutely. Many times it's a um, important nar- narrative indeed. But we just talked about... Okay, so, like, 1917. Mm-hmm. We just saw that. That's the last film we all saw together. Yeah, yeah. And we had a conversation about that. And, we're, and this is an example. I'm, I'm talking more so about, like, the... The, the socially political sphere that you were just kind of addressing. Yeah. But it's like, you can kind of, you only really, how many times are you going to see that movie? Yeah. I really like going to see a movie and having no idea what I'm about to walk out of. And this is the appeal of things like Uncut Gems to me. Is yeah. I had no idea where we were going. Sure. And I had like, I was just like, felt like I was having a heart attack that whole movie. Yeah. It's yeah. one of the most, you said it, Seth. We yeah. got out of it and like, 
I saw like Seth, you were Seth was like holding his chest, like just kind of like standing there and being like, and I was like, Are you, is your chest feel like it's shaking? Yeah. And you're like, it's, you sit, you're like, it's like I think that's the most stressful movie I've ever seen of any genre. Yeah, it, anxiety after. Yeah, for I, sure. genuine yeah. anxiety. Yeah. It, but it was exciting and intelligent, and the script is incredibly clever. And the more you reflect on it, it's really good. Yeah. But it's like nothing against, say, to use it as, it, as an example, like a war film. I think 1917 is a beautiful film. I think it's got a lot of technical achievements. I think that the point that it makes is really good. I think it's beautiful that this Sam Mendes wanted to dedicate like a film to his grandfather and his stories. But you, I'm kind of war filmed out a little bit. Yeah. After Dunkirk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Every so often one comes around. But what I'm saying yeah. is, I'm like, you feel like you've seen it. So yeah. we've been in no, a situation where each year it's been like, here are the movies about this social issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what everybody wants to talk about. It's like, okay, but, like, let's explore. I don't care to say nothing of the fact of even, like, I, I really like this. I, I really like going to see a film I don't. It, it, because those films can be done well. Like, there's a, there's a um, very much, I think, a political and social commentary that runs throughout. Let's talk about this one, Knives Out. Mm-hmm. That was a film I loved this year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's handled, I think it's handled very well. I think that it's subtle enough to make the overall plot enjoyable but it's it's inc- but I also think it's very clever you can do that and have that be enjoyable but when it's every film that's obnoxious you know what I mean yeah and I, I think that what it boils down to is the fact that like if you're telling a true if you're being true to a story it's going to translate yes yeah it, because it, because it like issues are true and and things and it's like the story are true. What like, let it will, speak for itself. Yeah, and it will well it will speak for itself. And yeah, like versus the idea of of uh, be like this like trendy, you know. Um, yeah. Well, when like the when the message t- takes precedence over, like telling a good story and like having a good, a good idea and executing it well and caring about yeah the 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 beauty of of like cinema of just mm-hmm. being able to like watch a watch a film like Sean was saying that is like you don't know what you're walking into and you don't know what's going to happen but it it surprises you and delights you and you're able to walk away from it a changed person a changed experience that you had and not yeah. just walk into something that's like you know you know what you're getting and that you're not gonna glean anything from it in the end, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what's hard, and this, I mean, this is not uncommon with a lot of, uh, I mean, it's been like this for decades. Right. And I think that, that the social, the, the culture has flip-flopped a lot, but is the idea of, like, you know, mo- movies being good because they met your check marks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what a boring way to watch art you know what I mean you get what I mean yeah, like, yeah. like like, oh that movie was good except for it had a lot of cursing yeah how many yeah. times did we hear that and there's a level where it's like if it's good it's good yeah. you know what I mean and now it's uh, it's turned into you're uh, right now you're another thing from a different element yeah it's like oh it was good because there's a female who talked in the first two minutes yeah and it's like what wait what, yeah. wait, what? the role yeah, yeah. but <laughs> you know and I think it's interesting to talk about from here like how that that situation is cause for there to be overcorrection yeah. and creating things like The Last Jedi where we can't watch a movie that sticks to a, a basic narrative or maybe basic's not the right word but a narrative that's like coherent within the scheme of a you know 
I mean, maybe it's hard to try to explain this with a, like the Star Wars franchise because it's so you know we're dealing with a lot of different movies, but. Well, let me just say this really quick. You are like a fundamentalist, fundamentalist, fundamentalist for Star Wars, if only because you're being on like no, but like you on mythology and like all this in the. You know, but I I think I'm a little more open than maybe even you give me credit for. Maybe, but all I know is that when I had the last conversation with you, I was like, I don't know. I think that some of these concepts are a little bit interesting in in theory. You said no because they go against the George. You you said to me, do you know George Lucas like based these characters off of yeah, who? Yeah. Oh, Joseph Campbell, but yeah, you know a lot of people know that. But the, the... oh, sorry. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. No, I'm just Joseph I'm, Campbell. I'm not, ever heard of him? I'm just saying that. No, I'm trying to say that. I, it's not like I you know something that no, like nobody else knows. Like, I know I George agree. Lucas. Yeah, he. You know, it's actually quite cool because he was he was so. I didn't know that though. By the way, yeah. I, knew, I knew that he had based it. I knew that the so much of the the structure was based like was reflective of his uh, the impact that the Hidden Fortress came on him uh, had upon him by Akira Kurosawa I knew yeah. that I yeah. wasn't familiar with the Joseph Campbell stuff yeah and I mean the Joseph Campbell stuff was the like the main um, like he, I mean he, he was like his mentor for a while and he was definitely influencing him more than any person at that time when he was writing the Star Wars script and it's not yeah my problems with the new trilogy it's not that it's subversive. It's subversive for the sake of being subversive, and right. it's not. It's not taking into account. And yeah, and, and like you know, the, the part of me that it's is, a movie about the movie that it is. Yes, it's incredibly meta. Yes, film but the, not... the the part of me that is fundamentalist about it is that it's not able to have any like reverence for what's happened prior to these movies. Absolutely, and I don't need it to like you know, like. I don't need it to mollycoddle like every little thing about the Skywalker family. Like I was talking to you about the thing of having Ray be a Skywalker or not, or just be a random you know person who. What? One one of my favorite things you'll remember yes. that was one of my favorite things about Last yeah, Jedi as well is that Ray was no one because I, and I actually get played well to the narrative of the overall structure because it's like Luke's yeah. lineage didn't matter in a sense because he chose to be good regardless of what his father did. Her lineage doesn't necessarily need to matter in order for her to make a meaningful impact on the world. I granted it doesn't set it up as well as say, like I don't know if I would say a phrase of the way you did that. His lineage doesn't matter, but I see what you're saying. I, I see the point you're trying to make. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I, yes, I agree. You're, you're. I concede. Um, his his lineage matters in the arc of the story. It's actually integral to the story. But what I mean is that he doesn't have to follow in his father's footsteps. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I, I like I'm okay with the fact that Ray ends up we've spent so much time talking about Starbucks. I know. Starbucks. <laughs> Star Wars. I'm just I zoned out. No sorry. No, well no, let no. me finish that thought and then Yeah, but I, I wanna go so the thought kind of being if, if correct me if I'm wrong, but is the going back to Star Wars it's uh, just the idea that like here's my and here's what I would say. Like I, one of my top favorite movies of this year, and I think you guys would agree, was Little Woman. Woman. Little Woman. Little Woman. Little Woman. Little Women. I like. I like that movie. Little Woman. Um, <laughs> little Women. Little, little Women. Um, little Women. I'm sorry. Um, so, but don't tell me. Don't. That was, don't tell me don't why tell, I like it. No, don't I'm tell me that that you can't do movies. Good. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like with women, for instance. A bit like, like, like what, what strikes me is the fact uh, 
the bloodbath that turned into the um, the the Charlie's Angels movie. Yeah. Okay. Follow and really quick. What's your yeah. link from like because about Star it, Wars? To Star this? Wars, the new one felt like it started to go this route of like check marks and 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 uh, and I may be wrong. You might not have been, but the point I was making is just the fact that I I, I hate that storytelling has turned into this thing that like you have to follow this meta. It's like that's not art at all. You have to follow this like you have to follow this narrative set, and... narrative of like how things should be. Right. Well, it's like it's like it's a it's a situation where the the like so some of the criticism that and I I don't want to I don't want to keep like kind of lily you know what's the word I'm looking for like leapfrogging from one like film to the next but like I guess that's where we're at because we're talking about twenty twenty yeah or twenty nineteen but like once upon a time in Hollywood I know that Tarantino caught a lot of flack for not having Margot Robbie have more lines but that was important for the story because she's like. The, I mean, she's been referred to. I'm not like you know, just to you know source. I, I can't source the 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 quote here, but like I've heard her referred to by by, by a few places. Like the, is like the beating heart or like the soul of the picture, and she yeah. is like she's like in a lot of ways like the most important part of the film. It's not about her, but it's entirely about her. If yeah. you don't understand this what happened with Sharon Tate, then you are fundamentally missing out on the. On, on the beauty, the beauty of the picture, <laughs> yeah. and so she wasn't as like that. That's not what the narrative called the tragedy for. of it. And I think that that does go it back is. to the idea, and this hopefully ropes wood in what you were saying, John, is that the narrative. And I, I think Last Jedi is actually a great example of this. Is that the narrative being a? It, it's a movie about the movie that it is. It's a self-referential film yeah. from from like start to finish, really. Yeah. And so, if the narrative the narrative can't. Okay, here's an example from a few years back is Darren Aronofsky's mother. They bludgeon you over the head with what it's about, and it feels like... And it could have been interesting in concept, but it became about its point to a level where it felt contrived. There was no nuance there. Yeah. Yeah, it's what what I said earlier about the agenda or the message taking precedence. Yes. And, And, like, that... That's the thing is you can you can do subversive movies you can do deconstructive movies but you cannot dispense with a narrative having a coherent logic to yes. it. That's just yeah. the Absolutely. way that that's the way that we're wired. Like we can't you know you can't look at a piece of art that lo- I mean you can if you want and this is you know this is also kind of why it's a subjective thing to a degree but you can look at a Picasso painting and say that sucks anybody can do that but most people would say it's not the best thing that we have, <laughs> like the best, like the best piece of art that I've ever seen. Yeah. I'd rather look at a Van Gogh or like, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, okay. So let's talk about, I want to talk about once upon a time in Hollywood. Cause yes. like, um, and, and again, without giving too much away here or there, um, in, in regards to any film, I, I, I guess I want to know, because, you know, I want to follow with the, like, traditional fiction-to-function um, uh, model, I guess, in terms of, like, discussing what this film means and why it's important, but it's really tricky when you're not talking about spoilers. Yeah. Um, especially this movie, yes. Especially with this film. So, I guess maybe we can't talk about Yeah, that. not really. I mean, I would say that I would I mean, I it was my favorite film of the year, I think. 
yeah. is. Yeah, so. And, and I'm just, I mean, to say it's very good, I mean, I think it's a masterpiece for what it is. Well, I think that, like, if we uh, if we can say a couple things on yeah. on each film that we we bring up, it's like, I think that it's, it, there's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a good film, it's an incredibly good film about friendship and yeah. loyalty and a, t- a changing, a, a times changing, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and how you move on or, or, or continue following your passion despite the changing, like, so- social and even artistic spheres in the world. Yeah. Is really interesting to mm-hmm. me. So, like, that's, that's what we all liked. Yes, John? Yeah. It's a thumbs up from everybody. Yeah. 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 You guys didn't see Ford vs. Ferrari just to kind of go down the list of uh-uh. best pictures. No, I, I did not. No. I it's good. To, I wanted to, but it also seemed like it was like a movie you could watch on a Saturday afternoon. Well, I saw that Sean said something about it's a movie that you did. You say that it's something that your parents would like. Yeah, it's, it definitely is. Yeah, kind of. But it's, I, I'd say, I mean, I haven't seen it, but it probably looks, it's probably better than Green Book, though. Oh, it's definitely better than Green Book. Yeah. yeah. Listen, when you hear the term, like, they don't make movies like they used to anymore, that's this. Yeah. But, like, but, and I, you know what's so funny? You know what I was just going to compare it to? Is I was like, remember going to see Walk the Line and really liking Walk the Line? It's like that. Yeah. It, but it's also James Mangold. It's the same director. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, it's yeah. the same director. So it feels like, you know how you, when you watch his movies, you kind of feel like you're watching, like, a modern, wet, like, like, like a, not... Like, Hell or High Water is, like, a modern Western, but it's, like, really, really good. Like, it's mm-hmm. got, like, a... It's transcendent themes. Um, and there's transcendent themes in, like, just about anything, right? Which is part of the beauty of fiction. <laughs> but it's, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, there's an yeah, element... Yeah. There's this, like, special element that I don't think... I, I think that at the end of the day, that's a, that's not a film for the head as much as it is for the heart. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a good movie. Yep. It's yeah. a good movie. That's it. Sure. Um, the Irishman... Yeah, I love that. Which, by the way, you, I, we can talk about two films here for a second because no. you, you said earlier, Seth, that um, you were talking earlier about, uh, in not so many words, or that television is kind of like in some ways like taking a place of film, or it's it's evolving and it's yeah. kind of like we're watching the, and and it's certainly true and it's really interesting that you know for anybody who knows me knows that like I, I my favorite director is actually. Um, David Fincher, and so, and he's always been like an, uh, a really innovative director, and he's had a lot of like fore, foresight. And mm-hmm. um, this, he's been a, a huge proponent of Netflix, mm-hmm. and yeah. vice versa, and yeah. vice versa. And Netflix has really uh, has has really kind of exploded in terms of like art films over the last few years. Like yeah. they released Roma, which is, I think without a doubt, like I think that without a doubt, the best film from the last year, from yeah. twenty eighteen, from yeah. twenty eighteen. Um, and then this year, the two highest rated, like on Metacritic, American films of this year, of last year, 2019, were The Irishman and Marriage Story. Yeah. And these are both Netflix films. And actually, um, it kind of like, the relationship goes a little bit deeper because um, ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, was the like one of the first jobs that David Fincher yeah. had, and he worked on Return of the Jedi. Uh-huh. But... Industrial Light Magic was actually who... I don't know if you ever watched Seth. I sent you a video um, on kind of how they developed the technology. But they developed the technology to de-age De Niro and Al Pacino and Joe yeah. Pesci for The Irishman. 
Yeah. He said, I want to do this, and I want to do this film, but the film is so long, and it goes through so many time periods, and like half the film, I can't really take younger actors and older actors because... Mm -hmm then it's like, I'm not even really doing it with Robert De Niro because most of the film is him young. I'm really confused about how to... And then they were like... A guy was like, I can do this. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll just make it. Yeah. Which is wild to think about. Yeah. But it made me think about how it's like... There's a trend here, right? That like David yeah. Fincher is on board with Netflix. And there's a lot of people who weren't. Like there's been... Who was it a few years back who was saying they shouldn't even be considered for Oscars? I think it was uh, the guy that did uh, Titanic... James Cameron? Yeah. So it's like funny because it's like you take these sorts of people and then you go, okay, well, here's Martin Scorsese. So now you're going to step to that. Yeah. yeah you want to yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's um, true. But, it, but that film, it's another one you didn't see, right, John? No. Irishman. Another film yeah. about loyalty and friendship yeah. in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that, that one. I, I love that one. Yeah. And I, I, I was dreading that one going, I was just telling John that at breakfast the other day, but we, we, uh, I was dreading watching that because I, I, you know, I was like, I don't want to watch another just, and that's what we were talking the other day. We were talking about like films that are exhausted, like war films and, uh, but is mafia films, I think is what the other one. We that were was it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like mafia for me, mafia film and you too, but a lot of the mob movies, especially the Italian mob movies, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, you know, and, and I mean, they're, most of them are very good, but yeah, they, they are very good. Yeah, yeah. And, and most war movies are very good. If you yeah, saw, no, if you saw one war movie, <laughs> if you saw if the nineteen seventeen was the only war movie, it was the first war movie a kid saw. It's, yeah, it's that great, phenomenal. Yeah, and it, it, is. it has a lot of heart. All yeah. war movies have a lot of heart. Right. It's just when you see it. Re- you know, on repeat, it's just like it, it, it becomes gratuitous. Well, again, you want to see something say, well, say like, 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 like the, the moral of Godfather is in many ways different. You, yeah, it, it, there's, it's, it's not comparable. There's to, a different purpose and there's a different message with each, with each of those. But some, I think in some ways, like, I think that there might be some exceptions with that, maybe. with Well, with certain films, gangster mob, Italian, like mafia movies being kind of run of the mill no, no absolutely no, no, I don't no, think that's yeah. what he's saying I'm not saying that oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying well and this is completely this is my opinion yeah. this is what I think yeah I just feel like I don't want to watch uh, another mob movie like I'm not saying that they're all the same do you ever feel like that all. do you ever feel like it's it's it's, it's the just I, I've seen so many films like this about the family well, and, and don't betray the family it, yeah it, well it's also it's it's, yeah. it's Robert De Niro it's Joe Pesci so your brain goes immediately to Casino and yeah. God, and Goodfellas yeah and um, Once Upon a Time in America and uh, Bronx Tale yeah. and by the way those films that I just listed most most of them are I mean, all very God different part. Like, like yeah, yeah, The Godfather. Yeah. So it's like the, the, here's another, which is the. Ma- I mean, I, it's been years since I've seen it, but it's like that's even another thing where it's like, it's kind of hard because it's like, are you are we gonna get better than The Godfather? Yeah. The Godfather, and, and that's not fair to say for everything, but it's, I mean, the no. same thing's kind of true for Batman. But well, well with that seventeen, I feel I kind of feel that way with Dunkirk because I feel yes, like with Dunkirk was exactly where, where saying, we yes. kind of yeah. sort of left it off. Correct. Yeah. Well, at least at least what? Go ahead. Well, like. You know, I, I, it's like I don't, I don't want people to think that a genre can can or needs to be like closed off and like not touched again because we we've done the best we possibly can with the genre now. It's more so like what is the purpose and intent behind continuing uh, to do? Why is the story worth telling? Yes, well, that's the question. Yes. Yeah, I would say because these are 
these are things that people really go through. I mean, that's the only thing. I'm not, like, trying to dunk on people that... I mean, I brought this whole thing up as well, but we were just talking about this. The only thing I would say in response to you is that, like, people want to watch this because it's... it's it they A lot of people lived it or know people who had lived it. Like, this is not something that's... Uh, trying to think of it, but it's, like, it's... I don't know. I understand. I understand. Like a big one is Fury, even. Fury. So, yeah. yeah, I'm so glad that movie got made. And if they make keep making, movie, I, I I do. Here's what I will say: is that they need to they need to find a better way to because I do think that the bottom line is is war is a brutal reality, and it's a what what's more like uh, what's a more deep human um, experience than going through war in a terrible in like in a negative way, you know? Yeah. When you I, see the depths of depression, which is actually kind of makes me it calls to mind like. Okay, so here's a couple films that yeah. like, and, and I think that this kind of hopefully, I mean, wraps the whole that whole this whole part of it all up together. Is that I think that like, if you take um, Apocalypse Now, yeah, which is about like, I mean, it's an adaptation of Hearts of Darkness. He just changed it to being about Vietnam. It was originally about like the like taking like like a, like a what was it a, a, a it's a boat going through like the heart of like the African Congo. That's what it's about. And he changed it into Vietnam. And it's fascinating, especially yeah. if you read the novella in unison yeah. with it. But then you take Full Metal Jacket, and uh-huh. Full Metal Jacket is about the experience of being in the actual boot camps and what that does to someone like mentally. Well, right, there's so many different ways that you could go about it. Here's But they feel different. All I want to say is thing is my name is on this podcast is like I don't want them to stop making war movies. Yeah. That's not Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like no, but me what I will say is when I hear even 1917, I was not like in a rush to see that movie. Right. Jose was. I was not. I was like, oh, it's a war movie. I'll see it when I see it to be honest with you. It was the mentality I had, but and why that is once again, I just think it's because but in the, I'm saying the same thing now to rope it back into Irishman. I'm like I don't want to watch Robert De Niro be Robert De Niro again in another movie. And I yeah. love Robert De Niro. Yeah. But it's really nice actor, when you see something come along yeah. and subvert your expectations, and which Irishman did. Correct. Which is that's nice. my, my Especially when I started it, I was like, damn you, Martin. Because I'm like, it's. I thought it was three hours and it was three and a half hours, and that was enough for me to be pissed You're at Martin Scorsese. But yeah, it was like three and a half hours. You really need to do that. But um, it's so it, it sinks your te- its teeth in you, and, and it's it's a very enjoyable. I, I, I yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, very pleasantly surprised, and it was not just a mafia movie at all. Right, it actually didn't really feel like one at almost at all. It, just, it felt like a a guy dealing with uh, dealing with the mob, I guess. Sure. Um, a guy it, it, who it, here's, here's what it even makes sense. Granted, it's like I, I think a lot of people would be like, "What the heck?" Because he goes around killing people, and it's like that's that's rough. But it even makes sense the progression of how these guys live this life. Yeah, you know, they're just well, where it ends you. <laughs> like that's yeah, the thing. Well, that too. Yeah, of course. But so okay, on that. Netflix. On Netflix. Okay. Marriage Story. Yep. Then there's this, which is uh, I mean I love this one. I think that the I, I adored the script. I actually think that it's I think it's really hard to make a film. I know you guys were, you said you guys were both talking about it. I know we all liked it. Yeah. But I know that mm-hmm. you were saying Seth, we were you were saying that you you've had like a little bit some second thoughts on how much. You well, liked I just um, yeah yes and no. I still think that it's phenomenal. Actually, great script's great. Yeah. Moving on from that. Um, I don't think that like it, but. The, <laughs> My, it's not a knock 
to it, but I I think that it, it at points it like lacks emotion. I, I felt like in hindsight, like it, it kind of not even in hindsight, but like I wasn't super sad. It kind of just brought you right to being mad. Like it might have even been good to see their relationship prior a little bit more to yeah the marriage. Like so you could so you can see the contrast. To some extent, I kind of was just like it was, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I thought the opening to it was one of the best parts, one of the best sequences, in trying to set up the yes, movie. Yes, I agree. However, I felt like the rest of it was a little bit emotionally flat. See, this is really interesting. We're gonna have to like talk even amongst ourselves about this because I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm not vibing with this. Though, but I'm, I'm not. You know, the, like of course there are like the the heightened like pivotal scenes where they're having these arguments and like things are getting really heated like you know intense but I think that I think that it I don't know I just I wasn't I, I there were parts where it didn't feel convincing of, of some some of it maybe was the acting but then some of it was like the emotions that they were trying to convey in these scenes and the emotions like in the scheme of like what has happened in their marriage and dealing with the divorce and dealing with the kid and I, I, at times I was like shouldn't they be more angry at this scene or shouldn't they be less angry here or like why is it taking them point, why is it taking them so long to when that's what I was trying to say in the beginning is like what's hard is like I, I don't know if saying that I'm like I think divorce can be that I think it can be very emotionless and it's almost just something that's happening and you're paying for it and you're like what's happening that's why I think yeah, the point right. was it's like is it is it's, just yeah. like for me watching it well for one I just anytime a film says here are two con- here are two opposing ideologies or concepts mm-hmm. or characters and I'm gonna just leave them here and I'm not gonna favor one Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell you yes. one's right or one's yeah. wrong I'm just gonna say this is what happened yeah. this two is people. a story about these yeah. people yeah. Yeah. that that's incredibly tricky to do because it's really it easy to write someone as kind of the villainous character mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can all sit here and go look back like you know a, a famous one is always like Blue Valentine because like I have I was always like I just feel bad for this guy and then like I know a lot of people like I well one friend in particular who he, he was always like you know she's the he's the worst in this and I'm like how's he the worst and it's this whole thing. yeah 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 but like with this and, and maybe that has more to do with experience but this kind of is just go for every like I as I was watching it I felt like so frustrated I can understand how frustrated each of them were yeah. I felt betrayed yeah <laughs> and I would then you would keep learning like new bits of information that are now being used as weapons towards the other person yeah and it's just man it hurt yeah. yeah I think I think one of the scenes that sorry I don't want to dig into this too much but the scene where um, Adam Driver comes over and uh, there's like the flurry in the house of um, I'm sorry, I can't remember the names in the movie, but Scarlett Johansson with her mom and her sister, and mm-hmm. they have the uh, divorce documents. Yeah, sitting right there. Yeah, I, I, See, I thought this scene was amazing. Oh, you did? Yeah, but go ahead. No, I don't know. I just, I, I, it just, it didn't feel real. It felt like it was like. See, it felt too real to me. Because he's like, what are these? And then she's like, oh, you were supposed to, like, that's like, that, oh. Yeah. I don't know. It felt too maybe, real. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think, I think, the, uh, I think the, the, the lack of like, this like emotional dial being turned up is part of what hurt me so much. What made my like heart hurt so much watching it is I was like, they're just going through the motions of a divorce, yeah. which is a uh, huge thing, yeah. but all yet they're living their life and she won't have a conversation with him yeah. because of her lawyer and the lawyers were right. Mm-hmm. And the lawyers, you don't want the lawyers to be right. You want to believe that you're different and you guys can yeah. work it out. 
Yeah. It's just so rough. Yeah. Man. No, this is one of those movies where I, I, I do feel like I want, you know, I want my opinions about it to like line more with what you're saying because I do think when I look at it factually objectively I'm like this is a good film but my experience of it was not the same you weren't as emotionally but moved. but sometimes that just happens with it, with movies and maybe if I watch it again I'll feel differently and, and I'll same enjoy to me. it more and, same yeah. with me we, yeah. Seth and I talked about this with well, Mike's out yeah because yeah. you did not like it as much as uh, I did. Yeah, and I just didn't think it was. Uh, but as times go, but like I've been like, okay, well, I it's it's nice to Seth. And this is the one of the last things you and I talked about last night, Seth. But as we were talking about, it's nice to be able to like reassess films mm-hmm. because you're having these sorts of conversations. Yeah. It's hopefully, right. I think it's important to have conversations like this and disagree because then that you find uh, you find chinks in your armor, I guess, and then you're like, you yeah. Know, and it's like that's anything in life, but we're specifically with um, you know, uh, watching movies that I've hated that I've grown to love because I realized I was wrong about them. And I mean, one that jumps to mind, I guess, is uh, like uh, Taxi Driver, and I don't love it now either. Mm-hmm. But like, I was like, oh, I don't like this. You know, the first time I saw it years ago, I, I remember not liking it much at all. And then, yeah, after specifically after talking to you about it, I'm like, okay, I I like that a lot more. Yeah, yeah. It, but it, that happens all the time. I think it's so uh, crucial to yeah, talk yeah. to people about. Well, I think that's also probably one of our, you know, one of our goals, and maybe like our, if I could use the word like mission of even the the podcast a little bit is that being able to hear all these different like the variety of opinions that we have, and he, being able to you know kind of while you're listening, be able to work out your own opinions. And then also, yeah, be able to, like, hear what we're saying and see how does that, you know, how does that rub up against what you, what you where you stand right now with what mm-hmm. you, how, how do you, you how do you disagree, do you disagree, how so, and why? Yeah. And, no, John, I'm, I was going to, right before you said that, I was going to say, like, a, a pretty much the same thing. I'm yeah. Like, I really think that, and again, on, like, the, the, you know, and this is why, here's the moral of the story, but there really is this, this, there is this element of, that's why I want to do this podcast, that's why I truly do care about it, is because I think that, you know, it, it makes me think of the saying, what is it, small minds talk about people, you know, big minds think about ideas, ideas yeah. but I'm like, I think that hopefully film, and we've addressed this many times in the past through the podcast, but hopefully it gives you an opportunity to like, experience experience on some small level of divorce and hopefully never go through one. Yeah. Right? To cautionary tale. Or to be un- or to understand, to gain some more reverence for wartime. Yeah. And what these like people went through. people went through. Yeah. So that you can have the freedoms that you have. Yeah. And appreciate that and hopefully never have to live through it. Yeah. And you can see that crime doesn't pay without having learned that lesson. Yeah. And it's like hopefully you can Yeah. And and I maybe call maybe you can call it naivete, but like I think that I remember hearing a lot, and I'm not. This isn't like I'm not advocating like running to your Facebook and just putting up a bunch of like you know aggressive like attacks on ideologies that you disagree with or peoples that you disagree with or policies that you disagree with. That's not that's not what I'm saying, but uh, but I, I remember throughout my life so many people being like you know no one's mind was changed by like a Facebook status and I'm like for, I know for me that wasn't necessarily true I do know that people, no one cares how much you know till they know how much you care I know that's true 
But I also believe that like if you are really seeking truth and you are really trying to be of open mind and you really want to explore the tr- the truth that's out there, that you can't you minds can be changed. I think that there's a right avenue for mm-hmm. it. But hopefully this is that's what this is doing. Yeah. But anyhow, Jojo Rabbit. Speaking of different ideologies. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. You haven't seen that yeah, one, Charlie? No, I haven't seen okay. it. Okay. So, a lot of these I've not seen. Okay. Well, that's a good I was too busy one. being a student. Yeah, fair. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, and what's funny, and you know this, but most of these I, I watch. I watch probably half of these in the last like week and a half. Yeah, you blew through myself. a lot. Nice. Yeah. But Jojo, I mean, it's fun. It's it's sweet. It's. It, I heard it put really well where they said it's... Um, one, one reviewer said, uh, and again, I wish I could cite them, but... I Paige and I actually saw it on our honeymoon while we were in North Carolina in like this like really little like art theater and the review that they had written for Jojo Rabbit, um, it was essentially it's 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 something along the lines of, you know, when most like direct people are closing their doors, like Jojo Rabbit asks you to open theirs. And I've heard criticisms on Jojo Rabbit about it being a little bit too gentle, um, given the like sort it's like yeah, but these are like I mean, like, it's not the Nazis. Like, they're, like, the mm-hmm. world's bad guys. It's like, do we want to, like, create any sort of sympathy for them? But I don't I don't think that that's the point. I think it's... Yeah. I think it's trying to explain that really toxic and, and dangerous mindsets can be, like, 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 kind of, like, woven into a person based on any number of, of reasons in terms of their environment and their household and things like that. And it takes a humorous approach, yes... Uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's 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 kind of challenge, and, and the questions that it poses are are outweigh the benefits outweigh the the issues with it. Yeah, it's a good one. Joker, we talked about yeah, Joker. Yeah, I liked less. Yeah, we. I know I'm liking it a little <laughs> bit more as time's gone on. Mm. Yeah, and I feel like I've like it's been up and down for me. You saw Joker, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you like it? Um, I like it for what it is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing is that I felt like it could have been so bad. Yeah. I was not looking forward to it at all, and I've yeah. never liked the character, the Joker, and that's saying a lot considering the fact that Batman is my favorite superhero. Um, I've always, I've always he's always driven me nuts. Which, you even think he's you even thought he was poorly constructed? No, not at all. It's just like a, it's like, do I want to watch a movie of this guy? No. Yeah. Like solely this guy, you know, and um, you saw him as the villain. Yeah, he's the villain, and and uh, and I didn't want to watch a movie where you sympathize with him at all, you know. And and uh, with that being said, uh, I just felt like this movie at the end of the day um, definitely added to the character of the Joker for me, which in uh, extension to that added to the character of Batman for me, which is something I always love you know yeah so I I, I for that I bought it on yeah. Blu-ray today yeah um, and, but, and, but and it's a, I'm going to put that in my catalog for sure and I feel like it's even a great parallel between uh, you know with the Dark Knight for Batman's story and the Joker for the Joker's story like, it, it's kind of cool to say like you know this is what these two men are dealing with terrible things in life and it, but yeah I could go on but I, 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 I thought it uh, the best way I can say it is I, I did feel like it added to the character of the Joker versus uh, taking away or even making it more of a cringe fest than a, the Joker already can be. And what way did it add to Batman for you? Just that... Con- I mean, it, 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 it... Just like... I mean, what... 
I feel that I, I, that's why I love villains a lot in with any superhero is the fact that I feel like they bring out the strengths of and it's not untrue to life it's like hard times bring out the character of people and therefore like what's cool is when you have these and that's why I love I, we've talked about this before but like Batman or Spider-Man I like when you have characters that are very specific like a sp- very specific villain and the idea with the Joker is one bad day right and and it's uh, and even this it's like he he, he kind of has nothing to there's nothing to save him from becoming the Joker it, it's the mm-hmm. logical progression of nature for him to do that why how, and how, you argue to me how it's not that right but it doesn't feel right because anarchy and and, and death and destruction it doesn't feel right to right. humans and there's a question so so in well, it's an, an eye for an eye leaves well, the whole world blind. Yeah, sure. But in, to finish it off, like that's why I feel like this is such a great parallel for the Dark Knight because the Dark Knight you have. I'm gonna ruin this for anyone who hasn't seen that movie, but that's on you at this point. Yeah. But it's like you know he loses the love of his life. Yeah. Um, you know, some people deserve more than truth, but I mean the whole movie is about his life just crashing down around him. And it's like, but he chooses to still sacrifice, and he chooses to still do what the best he can, really. Not even what's right, as much as the best he can do. To want well, to carry it on his back and yeah. say, okay, right. yeah, like, and bear it. Yeah, and that's that's what I mean. So that's what makes him a hero. I love that. Yeah, um, I was just thinking when you were saying about how it's like this is the logical progression of nature of like him evolving into the Joker, just like how I I was. I was really emotionally invested in like this reality that um, um, Arthur Arthur he his world is so bleak and grim and it's it's even more so than I would say than Batman's is in some ways it is, it is. yeah absolutely yeah and and it's it's like you almost feel like it's like not even just like nature but it's like he didn't have the will to be able to like choose. It feels like it's, you know, in some ways, like, there was, like, no... Yeah, it, it was nature, yeah. but it was, like, he, yeah. in some ways, it's, like, his will's broken. He doesn't even, like, know... No, you're right. And, and he, he, doesn't, he can't even, like, figure out, you know, like, where where he came from. And then he finds out that, like, he, you know, he, there's a confusion about... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he thinks that he's the son of the senator or whatever, or whatever his name is. And Yeah, but what's that's fascinating is that, like you know even for someone like him and this is what's hard i'm not i'm not saying it's easy but for for a character like him it is something where he wanted to bring joy to the world and it's like if he would have what would have made him a hero and at the end of the movie is if he continued to do that despite his circumstances you know and it's like what does that look like i mean it's hard because he also he got fired and stuff like that but what i what i think that the only thing I will say with Batman, it's easy to say that a little bit with Batman, but that you do have his parents died at a young age. I mean, he very easily could have been like, went a route, and I don't think Batman's the pinnacle of the healthy hero right. either at all. He's I mean, a that's very a broken whole, person. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. But my point is, is he could have just dove into his money and into women and into drugs and into. Um, any number of things. Yeah, there really is like the and that's but that's so many people and that's kind of the um, mythological um, story that I see woven throughout the in the deep mythological story that I see almost woven throughout the 
story, uh, the, the two of those characters, which is like, life is suffering, it's terrible, <laughs> you're going to constantly get knocked down, um, this is the way of nature, like death is, like life and then yeah. death. Like this is what you're headed for. What do you do about that? Yeah. And the question is, is like, do you do you get bitter and disenchanted and say, you know what? Then I'll 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 show this world what I'm about, or and and you know start destroying things, or do you or, or do you say, okay, like I'll bear this as much as I can, and and then for as many people as I can, and then, you know, yeah. be the hero. And it's like, and then the question is, and this is why I love the Joker is why. I even love the question, like, why should he not do this? And most people would say, yeah, because it's like, well, I mean, I don't want to get too deep, but I'm like, even like the mass shooters and stuff like that. Not that I'm sympathizing with them, but it's like, do you, do we want to explore this idea? We should. How did this happen? You mean? Yeah. How did this happen? How, how did the these monsters be become? How did these like with the mass shooters? Like, how does that monster come to be? It's not like a kid just decides to do that one day. No, and I think that people get confused, and and I understand. By the way, I really do yeah. understand the the fear of, I don't want to be promoting this. Yeah. I don't want to be celebrating this, and I think that there are very sick people who, I'm sure, feel that way, yeah. and are you know, I mean, I know, I know that there have been people who even. I think tweets have like gone viral or whatever people who have been like you know I've never felt so understood and it's like that's terrifying but it's like also to what to what extent should that and, and I mm-hmm. some part of me shudders to call it art just because I'm like I, I have mixed feelings on a joker on joker yeah. but well, also well, the things you're saying are right and it's like so but it's like if you take taxi driver which is not an you know entirely unlike joker is not entirely unlike taxi driver but it's it, it's are you gonna hold everybody's hand through every every yeah. film? Do you just expect them to say it's like no one's saying he's the good guy, he's the no, villain? He's the but villain. we're saying that there might be a reason that this cause that's the purpose of the killing joke. Yeah, yeah. So, it's so, not so, like this so is the, the reason why. And to finish to answer your question though is it's like what I love about it. It's like so if it this is a movie of the villain and why he's the villain, then it's like why is Batman the hero? It's right. like, well, how do you know that that's wrong when you're watching it? It's like, obviously, it's wrong that he became the Joker. So what's the other option? But yeah, not just what, yeah, yeah. What's the other option? But I mean, I could go on. But yeah, I mean, I, I just think that, uh, I think that it explored, but like you said, even with the taxi driver, which it was heavily um, influenced by, yeah. it, it, it's something where, um, you know, I don't think it's safe to explore that, I suppose, but it's, it's here's here's the bottom line. It it's it's happening whether we explore it or not that's my thing so why don't we get as why don't we explore it right and then why don't we like maybe show people a little bit more love that's what a lot of you know i know that sounds that's probably the most cheesy thing i've ever said on this podcast or in my life (laughs) but but honestly like even like arthur fleck like he wasn't it's sad he Mm -hmm. was he's a sad character in the beginning and then i think that that's true though with a lot of people and it's like so I don't know. It, it just presents a lot of things, and they're difficult. And I'm not saying that. Like I said, I have very little sympathy for the Joker up until this, and I still even do. I'm not, like the movie event. Like, like I said, I, I went through a lot of emotions of like liking it. I'm like I'm disappointed it has so many Oscar nominations. Yeah, me too. If that tells you anything. So yeah, yeah. there's that. But I will say, for me and being a huge comic book fan, um, I felt like that it definitely was a pro rather than a con to the character of the Joker yeah, to yeah. me, which I already said. I think. Thematically strong. I think there's nothing that you can't put walking in front of the camera and yeah. do it that's not going to be enjoyable. And yeah, then, agree. but then I agree with Sean in that it's I don't think it's art, or like I don't I think that there are ways that it's lacking and in, in its 
you know, I mean, a lot of it's, you know, we found a lot of it was improvis- improvisation, but like also it's not, it, it, I, I'm trying to find the word, like vocabulary, the words like describe that it's like, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of deceptive in that it's stylistically edgy, but in, in a way in the execution of it, but then at the same time, it's like, it's not, I feel like it's, it's a little bit limited in its scope of it being, you know, going back to what I said, like it is, I like it for what it is and what it is, it's like, it feels very much like a comic book movie, but then at some time it's like, has these like film overtones to I th- it. I think it's, an ex- I, I, think, I think it's exceptionally manipulative. Yes. Yeah. In terms of its filmmaking. Yeah. Which is not a, any shock from the, from the director of Hangover. And I'm not trying to dog on some. I'm not saying that somebody who can't, can't make... There, there have been directors who have made, like, goofy films and they make, like, really good ones, and vice versa, by the way. Yeah, yeah. More often than not, that is the case. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I guess. I just really took it, and especially, I'm, you know, I'm calling out Shane on this, and then we can move on, because we've talked about the Joker now too long. But, um... Is Our that Shane? Yeah, Shane was like, oh, I don't need to see it though, because I know what it's about. And I'm like, that's that's what's annoying though. At the same time, and what you guys are saying, I agree with. I don't want to say it's as well. A, it's annoying, but it's like it's hard because I still got what I got out of it, so it's a fair fair deal to me. But we are analyzing it, which is so it's yeah. fair for you guys yeah. to say what you're saying. But it is something where I and that's yeah, I don't know. That's how I judge a lot of movies where it's like, was it believable for me in a, a lot of ways? Yeah, was it was it. Oh, well, I guess right for what it is. For and what it is, I was expecting this to be like a. Did you fest. buy the story? Yeah, and yeah. yes is the answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once again, Walking did a phenomenal job. As, as he it, does, yeah. as he does, and so it, yeah, I got more out of it than I was anticipating, and I was pretty happy about that. So, well, and you've given me more out of it than I got out of it. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um. So moving on and trying to wrap up. Just this is just these are just the films. Other than we, we I know we talked about Uncut Gems. Some, um, but this is by large been most of what we talked about has been in terms of these like putting aside Star Wars, uncut gems, and the Marvel movies. This has been where we've really only covered the those that are even nominated for Best Picture. Um, so kind of moving down that line. Uh, so the next one that is listed is Little Women, yeah, which I loved. Uh, yeah. I know we all kind of talked about that. Love Greta. I think that her her adaptation of this is like fantastic i think i like the things that she changed about the story or you know changed is even a kind of a strong word yeah just kind of tweaked and added an extra element yeah um and i think that this is the exact sort of film that we need in terms of like hey i want you to see the perspective of somebody else (laughs) different yeah well different is a male watching it here's the perspective from a woman mm-hmm. of a woman especially at that time period I always go I, I go back to like when um, Amy is that the name of the that's yeah it's when Amy's saying like don't tell me that marriage is not like a like a proposition like that like, needs to be based on money like I don't I, I'm not gonna make my own money I'm mm-hmm. not gonna have my own kids yeah it doesn't work like that and then Joe does has a similar kind of speech in the attic with her mom with Laura Dern remember yeah. similar thing and and yeah, when when both when they with both of those scenes, I, uh, I don't think I that's ever res like, not resonated, but like a, like hit me so strongly that like realization like how hard it can be for women. Oh, absolutely. And my, honestly, like I got kind of emotional like watching that yeah. those scenes. Those scenes were very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, 
And yet, and so... Well, and I, I think even movies like that, I mean, to, to go to that point, I'm like, that. this is why, like, movies that tell good stories, like, it's so important to, like, for, to, to be, to teach rather than to yell at. Yeah. To <laughs> like, educate. Rather with than, empathy. Like, yeah, rather than, like, be, like, a douche about it, you know? Yeah, like, sure. it's like the, yeah, I, I felt the same way. I didn't feel the same way. I, I thought that with, um, seeing as I'm married and just had a kid, I thought that, I'm like, it's kind of a little bit unfair that the kid gets my last name. Sure. Yeah, you know, I guess. But then I'm like, it shouldn't get your last name because that wouldn't be fair. When we're trying to be uh, one family, aren't we? Yeah. Except say, what does that look like? The kid. <laughs> except what does yeah. that look like? Well, that turns. It wasn't. That's happening. That happens. So. Yeah. Um, suffice it to say, it, uh, yeah, it, it's it's humans are weird and we've done things in a weird way. But I think there's a reason for a lot of the structure. But whatever the case, um, no, I think that this movie. I think that she's just. She's such a good. I mean, direct everything. Yeah. Like, I think she's a great... I love her as an actress. I think that she's such a great director. I think she's such an amazing writer. And I think that what I find so fascinating about her... What, what is so refreshing about her writing style is that she approaches it with, like, such a sincerity and, 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 and earnestness mm-hmm. that's not, like... It doesn't seem like she's, like... A voice with a megaphone, like that's not her situation. She she is she that's she she, yeah, she, she uses reason. Yeah, she yeah. uses reason and logic, but emotion still. And also says with like this, both this and Ladybird. She also says there's more than one way to look at this. Yeah, and like with Ladybird, I don't get the feeling that she's saying Ladybird is right in all of her. No. No, if anything, it's the opposite. Yeah, she's saying, like, look how young and, and immature this person is. But yeah. that's not to say that some of the things that frustrate her are not valid. Right. And in this situation, we have, okay, well, Joe's... And, and I, I, I even shudder to use the word truth, because, like, when you start talking about, like, their truth, their truth, it really kind of sounds, like, so um, topical and, and, and vague in like such a frustrating way where it's like okay well it's you know everybody has their own perspective relative. and you've got it yeah it's yeah. all relative and i think that i think that but but the the there is a what joe is saying and experiencing is true yeah that is her experience and it's 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 not predicated on some like backwards perspective that she has it really is what she has encountered and what is what is real and true going on in her and there's there are external forces that validate that and I think I mean and here's a good question for another time for everybody to ponder on but it's like when is your truth quote unquote valid or what validity should it hold because you could live in a very loving family and think that everybody just hates you and that's not your truth. That's your perspective. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between a perspective and your quote-unquote truth? And I think, I mean, my immediate answer to the question I just asked in my own brain is I'm trying to like work it out right now is I think that the... I, th- I think that there needs to be... I think, I think there needs to be like external sources of validity that like support that truth. Yeah. And Joe has those. And Amy has those. But you know who else has those? And this is, um, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the name of the oldest sister. Oh, uh, uh, there's... Emma Watson. There's Beth. Is the youngest. Is Mary one of them? Mm-hmm. No. Well, no, I... I, I um, should know this. Yeah. 
Meg. Meg. Yeah, so Meg, but Meg says Joe when she when Joe, when Meg says to Joe, she's like, "Don't like, don't judge me because our." I want different yeah. things than you want. Uh-huh. What are you talking like? Like that's such an important point. Um, and then even things like you know, Lori and his, his are a little bit more. He, I guess you could make the argument that his desires and his feelings are a little bit more subjective. But like, you could tell he like cares about her. Like that breaks my heart, man. Like there's yeah. a lot. And I guess I, I don't want to say too much because I'm spoiling. But I'm also like, this is a very old book, so I'm like, I feel less bad about like spoiling this. But even the mother. You know what I mean? Or the neighbor. Yeah, like, every character prior. in this film. Yeah. Like, I never I never watched any of the other adaptations, and I never read the book. So Same. I was, yeah, it was I pleasant. Had, I had oh, really? Okay. Oh, this is your first experience with yeah, it? Yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, I, I tried to read it before I saw it, but... But, no, I was going to say that I think, yeah, after seeing Little Women and then thinking about Lady Bird, I, I think Greta Gerwig is so good at making characters fully fleshed out and yes. complicated and interesting and they yeah they have a voice they have a voice that is you know it's a voice in the room that you want to hear and you want to hear in the multiplicity of voices like in the movie like in that that was authentic right oh yeah yeah. it's like it's that's what she's good at whether it's right or wrong it's authentic i think a lot of people didn't see that in ladybird like we've talked about people who don't see like all the suffering and all the characters in the background kind of who are going through something and it's like and it, it, that's so interesting next to Lady Bird, who's selfish and doesn't really see anybody but herself in some ways. And then, like, she has moments where she grows out of it. Like, she she has, you moments know... of transcendence. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, kind of the message that it's trying to get across, is that you can be kind of... Um, what's the word? You can, be, you can be kind of, like, closed-minded, and you can kind of be, like, just looking to yourself and not looking outward at... What's happening you can now? have your head up your own ass. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. that's the brass talent. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, 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 really is is it, you're not even wrong, but you yeah. are so over. You've so over identified with your aspect of truth. Yeah, because there's well, there, there that, are multiple yeah. facets here. That's what I was. I mean, I, I don't want to get into it because I, I don't want to overcomplicate things. But something that's uh, it, it applies to what we are talking about is the concept of truth. Uh, identifying truth and the importance of identifying what is true is the importance of uh, building it builds a value structure and once you have a value structure that's built out like that's fully constructed yeah what's hard is that your value structure like my value structure of wanting to have fun because I had a really bad day at work that's that is a value that's 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 on my value structure for a day but my daughter needs to eat, and she can't feed herself, and she'll die or be, you know what I mean? And so like, where does that fall in the hierarchy? Right, and that's something with Lady Bird that I loved, which is the idea of, and I think that even growing up, it's like I even think about all the times as a kid, like I put things I, I, at such a high value that it's, it, in eighth grade actually also did this well, but anyways, as a kid, you just, like, you make a big deal out, out of things that are not a big deal, and then, like, it's like your parents are trying to keep a roof over your head, and... I don't know. Life is complicated, and yeah. you know, um, but it's just the idea. Yeah, it is the idea of uh, of of two things can be valuable. Well, different things enough. can be sad. Well, and different things can be it's a quote from Lee. Exactly, but what I'm saying, yeah, and in the same way, it's like different things can be uh, uh, important, mm-hmm. but 
you know, but life is constantly inter- right. woven and in, Well, yeah. and again, and also these characters, like, I mean, and you hit the nail on the head, John, because even, like, Mr. Lawrence. Mr. Lawrence breaks my heart. I love yeah. Mr. Lawrence in yeah. this. Oh, and Chris, yeah. I mean, Chris, I love Chris Cooper, but yeah. he snuck into a couple movies for me this year, because he's also, you haven't seen Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, right? No. Yeah, he's... Yeah, it's another really good film. I don't think we're going to go into that too much, so I'm just going to take like a quick sidebar right here and say it's beautiful. It's fantastic. It's like a, it's like, it's like a lesson of application. Like it's like an applicable example of so many things that Mister Rogers taught, and it's like a grown up version of his show. Like it's like a lesson from his books. It's I don't know. It's beautiful. Uh, and, I, and I'd highly recommend it. But he, Chris Cooper's in that. But he was so good, and I care about... But what did he hit the nail on the head of? About the, the characters. About yes, having exactly, that, yeah. Feeling like that character has a... They have a purpose. They have a need that they're trying to meet. And, and these are background characters, as for all intents and purposes. Or yeah. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Their aunt. It's like, no, you understand this woman. You have a f- understanding no, of where it, she's coming this, from. This gets said a lot, but she's just a breath of fresh air. She <laughs> is. When it comes to a person and filmmaking. That's why it's, it's a crime that she didn't win an uh, Oscar for Lady Bird. I'm sorry. That was the best. I think it was the best written film that year, without oh, a doubt. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And Green Book got it. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> okay. Parasite. Uh, I wish I could. We can't talk about Parasite, <laughs> but it's about social class, and it's it's when there are there are films that you you take. I'm already waiting for the Criterion box of this one because yeah. there's really films where you just kind of go, well, "That was different. That mm-hmm. was substantial. That was um, extraordinary," and like the truest definition of the word. Um, and so that's that one. I don't want to talk too much about it, uh, but I would highly recommend it. And honestly, that's one you can't really talk too much about. Your best to just know that it's about the you know Korea's like social structure you, class. I couldn't even and, begin to explain that movie. No, no way. Yeah, absolutely. No. No. So that 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 that's all the films that were nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk. There's there's a couple that I would suggest from like from Netflix. Um, a couple more that they released that were that were pretty good. There were films like, I mean, you, you, we could talk all day long about like themes in films because even not great ones like Ad Astra. Ad Astra has got some very interesting concepts in terms of like, uh, like a parental relationship, like a paternal relationship. Yeah, you're, yeah. you 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 I like really that like one. that movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I see its faults for sure, for sure, but I definitely, uh, I lo- I I, you know, man, I. Wait, 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 you liked yeah, Ad Astra. Yeah, you loved Ad Astra. You did? <laughs> I, I didn't use the word love. I really liked it. Sorry. Wow. No, I You liked no. it a good deal. I did. Wow. But I'm not knocking you for it, I'm just saying. But, like, you know, that's one of those movies, and this is kind of what you were saying with the Joker, but it's, it's, it's not, you know, I got away from it. Like, I took away from it what it was trying to present me, and that's How this, could you not? But go ahead. I'm just kidding. Shut up. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but... It, I just want to know. I don't even remember because I tried to block that movie out of my brain a little bit, but how he flew... How he blew up... What, the science behind that. Right? That's when he's not... Like, when he was flying through the meteor shower. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I... You expect me to try to tell you that that thing was like... Uh, yes! Because it's bald I will. Line. I will say this. That is a film, <laughs> though, where that is beside the point. The point is, is that he had to get point. home because of... Like, like that is a film... Bad. That is a film ripe with metaphor and all of it is daddy issues and I don't mean that as a knock I don't yeah no I think it's an important 
Yeah. I think it's. I think. I think that the things that it says that it has to say are, are very interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I know. No, I, I think. I know. I will use it. I know that I will use it as a as a teaching tool. Yeah, that's why I say I don't love it. I see. I see its faults for sure, but I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I you know. I just I I don't want to get go on a side tangent too much, but I think it's really interesting what like looking at Brad Pitt with his character in Fight Club in contrast to like his character in this, and this might be going yeah. Um, you just, oh, you just, sorry. This is not a, a visual medium. My head just jerked back, and John gave me a look like, "Excuse me." No. <laughs> Well, I'm like, where are you going, boy? No, like, no I'm like, come on, let me follow you through this asteroid field. Where are we? His character, Fight Club, Tyler Durden. So, you know, I guess I'm already kind of seeing what you're saying. You're talking about someone who's very anti-authoritarian, and then yes, and, and no, but yeah. like, start, but like, you know, the the little conversation he has with Edward Norton, the protagonist in Fight Club, when they're in the when he's like sitting in the tub, and he's like, we're um, a generation we're generation raised by, by women, raised by women, and yeah, and I think. You know, I think that that's been an important... I mean, you know, Brad Pitt was talking about Ad Astra was very autobiographical for him. Yeah, and that's sense. that's just been a consistent theme throughout his life. And so, like, seeing Fight Club was one of his earlier... Tree films. About Tree of Life. Yeah, Tree of Life. That's another thing. Yeah. yeah. You can like, tell it matters to him. It does. And... and and, and, and I love it for that reason. Yeah, but that's me the, too. But I, me too. I don't think it's a good picture. No, I don't... Yeah, I, I think that there are a lot I think of problems that the, with it, but... Yeah, that was one I was looking forward to, and I think it just let me down hard. So. Yeah, I'll have to probably re-examine it. I will have to as well. Yeah. But then, but then okay, so let's see. There's uh, a couple of, like, I want to hit, like, real quick. Peanut Butter Falcon, that's sweet. Yeah. It's just a movie about being, like, I a sweet person. I did like the Pirates, Space Pirates. No, you're joking. Are no. you joking? No, I thought that was actually... Very cool. <laughs> okay. Anyway, okay, let's keep going. All right, Honey Boy. I mean, if we're gonna, Honey if we're Boy. gonna, if we're gonna, you know, skydive through an astro. Oh, you want to talk about space. some some? You want to talk about yeah, daddy issues, Honey Boy. Oh yeah, honey. Which is good, and I feel like Shiloh. I was really taken aback by how well he did in terms of writing and acting, for for that one. Monkeys in space too. That and then I'll stop. But that was also scary. Okay, so we're not gonna spend much time on Honey Boy. I'm just gonna see what grabs. No, Honey, Honey, Honey Boy was uh, good. <laughs> it was, was very good. Yeah, and then well, he did. He he's, he's trying. He wants to connect to something real, and I feel like he yeah. did that pretty well here. Yeah. Um, the farewell. Neither of you have seen, so we won't spend too much time on that. But it's a beautiful picture. It's a, it's a, and and I would highly recommend it. Um, that's A24. A24 has done a lot of great stuff. They also did another one of my favorite films this year, which is which is The Lighthouse. I know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm, I've got my notes up here, and John keeps pointing at. So, okay, you know what? Fine. We'll go to The Lighthouse in a second. I was trying no, to stay no, on the theme. No, no, no. I was just trying to let you know that was the film I was talking about that I wanted to bring up. Oh, A Hidden Life? Yeah, but we can talk about Lighthouse. I didn't see A Hidden Life. I was just saying that that was one that it was snubbed. How do you know that if you haven't seen it? Okay, but it, it's. It, I know it's gonna be good. It, it is good. I think. I think that. Man, this would be fun. Is what would I remove and what would I? I'll tell you right now. I I would rather have a hidden life in there than even nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Um. I would. I'd rather have the lighthouse in there, but I. 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 I know that that's a lost cause. I'd rather have the, the farewell should be in there. Um. Over Ford versus Ferrari. Uh. I think even like Jojo Rabbit. I mean, Uncut Gems is that's that's the 
that's the big one. That Uncut Gems is the big snub for me this mm. year, yeah. especially because I think it says so much in such a, a relatively simple story. I mean, it's incredibly complex in the fact that there's a lot of like weaving and ducking and juking and 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 dodging and all trying to like like the movie's like essentially like watching like just a giant Rob Peter to pay Paul. Um, but it's it's the character itself and I think the implications and, and this is one where I really want to not say too much, but you can take a lot from from the very start of that film to the very end of that film if you're really paying attention to what you're saying seeing and you kind of like let it because let it see just take a step back and, and try to you know make sure you're seeing the forest not just the trees uh, that you, you the, the overall picture itself is it I mean it's it's incredible it's it's really good it's a very 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 good story and obviously a really good character piece mm-hmm. and character study but it's also like a lesson it's really good yeah um hidden life is 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 good I'm not gonna say too much about that because you guys haven't seen it no. but it's I mean it's about a conscientious objector and it's Terrence Malick it's yeah. it's beautiful and it's a very spiritual film as is often are um the lighthouse, lighthouse yes because that was my primary second favorite of the second favorite wow yeah and and it's great I just thought it was, I thought it was uh, super original, and I want to see all more stuff like that. Yeah, very different. Yeah, very different. Very, uh, you know, exciting for that reason. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's a, what it really is is I think it's a, it's an excellent portrayal of. What did he say? He didn't he say something like it's like I wanted to portray, um, what's the word? It wasn't misery. But it was something along those lines yeah. of being like, this is what it's like to be uncomfortable, essentially. Insanity? No, well, it wasn't just, insanity. It wasn't quite that, that extreme. Yeah, and I'm not going to pretend like I know what it's like to be a sailor in the 1700s or whatever it right. was. But what I will say is that, like, you know, go walk work a construction site laying brick with uh, guys twice your age for two weeks, a month, three months. Like, you know, it's rough. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, farting and sweating and not washing hands and, um, <laughs> but it, and that's really, no, but like this is yeah. largely what the film is about. Yeah, it is, but yeah. in, in like it hurting people's feelings in weird ways that like in but they're it's kind of about it. It's, yeah, it's just weird. It's a weird movie, but it's like, and then there's I mean some... we won't dive into it too, but like I, I know there's a lot of Greek mythology. In oh, which you'll actually, love that. You'll love that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, there are some surrealist uh, elements to it too, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm very excited. I think that we're supposed to, while John's visiting, watch Lighthouse and Parasite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those the ones that we really listed out. Mm-hmm. Um. Those were. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's that that that. It was an exceptionally good year. It was. It was. And I think a lot of these are going to be ones I remember. I see Uncut Gems. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The Lighthouse, Parasite. Those are all, and I, I, I love Little Women, and I love, um, uh, I, I really liked Knives Out. There's a lot of films like I, I really, really, really liked, but all of those films I first listed, those, those are like that's something different. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, when I say I want to go see something and not know what I'm about to go see, all those films. The was filled me. with that, and that's what yeah. I think was so fresh, and clean about it. Yeah, and hopefully it stays that way. You know what I mean? Like, hopefully mm-hmm. we start to learn. I mean, I think that we're kind of evening out a little. But, you, again, you never know. Because I thought we were evening out when 
maybe Moonlight won. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, so we're back. <laughs> yeah. So, we're back. I guess. Um, you can listen and subscribe, and we're on Instagram, and we're going to yeah. try and be consistent again. We're going to try, yeah. We're, 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 we're very consistent, by the way, for anyone that's like, oh, they took a hiatus. Yeah. It's not we're like, we're yeah, like, yeah, we do backs. Well, yeah, all of you fans. <laughs> Near and far. Um, no, but like, I'm, at least we didn't like post something every like month. That would have been annoying. Yeah. At least we stopped for six months, called it quits. No, we were that, and, well, I think, <laughs> and I think really try to Not reassess married. the situation and try to figure out what we're, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, and I mean, we'll see how it goes. So. Yeah, well, the, the, the point is, and I think that this has been actually, if nothing else, encapsulated here in this episode in, in, in little ways is that we care about having conversations. We care about being intentional in our processing, and we care about being... Uh, we, 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 are, we are passionate about art, and specifically film and fiction, literature, uh, television. These things are very important. Stories are important to us, and they're important because truth's important. And I think that... I think I'm actually going to close with a... A quote. This is this is a, actually a real bummer that I'm about to leave us out on a little well, bit. Beach here, I apologize. I do want to say beach bum. So speaking of bums, I was gonna yeah. make a joke about beach, beach. bum actually. Were you? Because yeah. I do. That's that's actually a movie I wanted to say. I give a shout out to to my boy Matthew. Uh, <laughs> I love you, and I love that movie. That's on my top ten list of this year. So keep keep it up. On a yeah, so uh, I don't want I don't want to. We are recording this, and as we're recording this, um, I just received a text that said Christopher Tolkien died today. And this is the third son of J.R.R. Tolkien, and it's very sad. Um, but I, I, in some sense, I guess it's a little bit serendipitous that I got that tweet right now because I I I I just thought, hey, I would like to end with a quote from from Tolkien that kind of was called to mind by way of the conversation and where we were in the recording um and i guess it's it's fitting considering the fact that his his son's passed away um which condolences to that family of course but uh, tolkien wrote there are truths that are beyond us transcendent truths about beauty truth honor etc there are truths that man knows exist but they cannot be seen they're immaterial but no less real to us it is only through the language of myth that we can speak of these truths and i think that that's i think we all agree with that yeah um so here we are yeah thanks for listening see you next time bye